Good afternoon. This is Mike Vandervoort, and we're doing a slightly later in the afternoon edition of uh, Drive Drive Through HR today. It's uh, September 10th, 2019. Normally, we would have been on at one o'clock, but our guest had to had to uh, had a slightly different schedule, so we, we were flexible on accommodating him. Uh, our guest today is Shane Foss. He's the CEO of Hooray Health. Uh, Shane, welcome to Drive Through HR. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. Thanks for having me, Mike. Absolutely. Um, kind of a as, as we talked about in the pre-show, a topic that's of interest to me, kind of close to home. So, but before we jump into the, some of the questions and a discussion, why don't you uh, introduce yourself to our listeners? Who you are, what you do, that kind of stuff. Sure. Uh, my name is uh, Shane Foss, and I am the founder and CEO of Hooray Health. We uh, we started about two and a half years ago really out of the frustration of what's been going on uh, for the last really 10 years in uh, healthcare. And so um, I had this idea, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a health insurance guy. And I had this idea um, through an experience that happened, which I think, you know, a lot of, a lot of good ideas and a lot of good companies are, are created from that. And uh, I came up with a pretty simple fix to what I thought is a very complex problem, and uh, and we've been doing really well ever since. Um, uh, I'm I'm really really excited to uh, do what I'm doing. I spent most of my career professionally in medical device sales, uh, running large sales organizations for um, uh, orthopedic manufacturers. So I spent a lot of my life in surgery, and okay. uh, and really uh, you know so this is a. This is a different path for me, but it's uh, it's been an exciting path and a very rewarding path. Well, Shane, can you first well, maybe two questions? I guess I'll pair them up. First, tell tell listeners what Hooray Health does, and then maybe share with us if you can the story that launched the company. That would be kind of interesting to hear if it's something you can share publicly. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, uh, so Hooray Health, we are a low cost insurance health plan. Uh, really geared towards covering your basic medical needs. Uh, we have a national network of uh, contract providers that are included, uh, that include uh, CBS Minute Clinics, um, Walmart Clinics. Uh, we have 14 of the top 20 urgent care businesses in the United States contracted. And we're the only provider network that's ever really um, provided availability uh, or access to those providers with a fixed price. So um, you go in for a $25 copay, there's no balance bill. Any of the services that are done under that roof are covered. And so our plan is really designed for that millennial gig employee that is, you know, look, I get sick, I want to go see a doctor. Um, millennials typically, you know, 64% of them is the actual stat, uh, would like to see a physician at a retail clinic or an urgent care instead of their, you know, typical PCP. And it's really a timing and convenience uh, issue. Uh, so that's us in a nutshell. Our plans start mm -hmm. at $99 a month. And so, and we, we're just designed really for whether you're an individual, a small business, or a large business that needs to offer an affordable alternative to uh, your part-time employees. Okay, cool. Uh, and you're going to share the story of the launch. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so I was, um, we had just sold our last company and um, we, uh, 
it was which was my first entry into the health insurance space and uh my um the CEO and myself we were really close friends and and uh we we started a consulting group together and really did that to kind of figure out what we were going to do next and so we were consulting and I spent a lot of time at my desk a lot of time hunched over a computer and um I ended up my back went out and I was having these spasms that I have just never had before and so um I went into the urgent care and I had um I had a traditional buca plan at the time and uh traditional major medical and um it was a $75 copay for the urgent care so I went in and I said hey I I haven't met my deductible can I just pay the there's a global fee typically and they said, oh, sure, it's $150. So I paid $150. They took an x-ray on my neck. They found a little bone spur. And then they gave me two injections, one anti-inflammatory and one um, muscle relaxer to really try to calm that nerve down because that bone spur was irritating it. Well, I went home, uh, didn't really get much relief, but that's besides the point. Um, but three weeks later, I get an $800 balance bill. So I called them up and I said, hey, uh, what's going on? I, you know, I paid this $150 thinking that I paid for the full amount because I hadn't met my deductible. What's this additional balance? Well, you know, the, your carrier has a, um, a carve out for, you know, the radiology and the, the injections. Well, you know, welcome to, you know, the new ACA or Obamacare, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, when when they started raising the deductibles, um, the network started coming in and allowing providers to have these carve outs and because, you know, they don't care. They're not paying that that first dollar coverage. Right. So um, I said, man, there's got to be an opportunity on this. So I negotiated the bill down. Uh, it was just less than one hundred dollars, I think. And uh, and but statistically, 52% of Americans would pay that bill without even asking a question. 8% mm -hmm. would have done what I did. And then you've got the other 40% would have let it go to collections. And, uh, and, and that's the challenge. You know, your um, healthcare is the only business in America where you don't know the price and before you buy the product, A, and B, that you're legally responsible to pay a price that is just an arbitrary price. And it, it's it's really challenging. And, you know, I think that the shame of it all is that I, I love healthcare. I've been in healthcare for, you know, almost 30 years now. And and that's not what it was intended for. And I think that the, the challenge is one in five Americans are sent to collections every year for a medical bill less than $600. And they're sending them to collections for a bill that is a billed charge, which is a tenth of what they expect to receive on that. But yet that person is financially, you know, strained, strapped and getting, you know, getting put into collections for, you know, a bill 10 times what they expect. And it just yeah. doesn't make any sense. So that's why we created Hooray Health was, you know, I figured that there's got to be some common sense with the providers, which, by the way, there were. And all of our providers that we're working with are very forward thinking and they were everyone accepts our contracts and um so it's been very exciting you know it's really we're making a difference protecting that member allowing them to go with where they have a planned expense right a 25 dollars copay and they don't have to worry mm -hmm. about a balance bill mm -hmm. so um a couple couple of questions come to mind as i mentioned well uh, and a story i guess 
uh, in the pre-show, I mentioned that I buy off the exchange and have for the last five years because I work for, for, for a company or an organization. We're actually a nonprofit that only has two, two employees. So we're not large enough to buy into any kind of um, buy into any kind of you know network or really any sort of discount plan. Not even uh, association plans are really ideal for us. So it's it, you know we're kind of like square peg in a round hole. Um, so I guess like you, you had mentioned that I'm sort of the demographic. I'm not a millennial. I'm in my 60s, but uh, still. So working in that, you know, that small business arena where insurance is not very readily affordable or available. And I guess you guys tr are trying to kind of hack that space. Is that, is, that a, is that a fair way to say what you're doing? Absolutely. We, um, part of our product is uh, designed for the uh, individual member through an association. Um, and you can join the association and have access to the uh, the health insurance. We um, we also also partner with a um, a medical cost share provider that is really, um, in my opinion, ahead of their time. You know, upstanding citizen in in this arena, and um, we partnered with them to take care of all the catastrophic stuff because we understand that um, we're we're really there for your basic health needs. So when you look at small companies. Uh, or nonprofits or individuals that are, you know, part of that gig economy that are, you know, self-employed, right, or contract, independent contractors, mm -hmm. you know, they're, you know, it, it's, um, we're at a tipping point, right? I mean, you're looking at plans in an HMO policy in the state of Texas for $650, right, if you're 50 years old. And it's just not feasible. And so um, I think these alternatives that are out there like Hooray Health, um, you know, some of these medical cost share opportunities. And when you can pair them together, uh, like what we've done, I, I think it, it's a huge opportunity, especially for a small group like you. Um, one side question before we jump down a little bit further down that uh, track. Um, are these types of plans, so like under ACA, um, when you buy insurance off the exchange, you, have, you get, I forget what the form is, a maybe it's a 1095, but anyway, there's a, a it's, form. It's that a you 1090, have yeah, 10, yeah, 1094. 1094, okay. I was close, off by one. Uh, you, that shows that, you've, that you, you have to show and file with your income tax that you've had health care coverage um, through the year, right? So are these types of plans like you offer, are, are those, do those su suffice to fulfill that requirement? So, so there is no more individual mandate. So as of today, you don't have to file a 1094C okay. anymore. Okay. So the answer is no today. Some of the medical cost share plans that you can buy on the exchange, or I mean, not on the exchange, but you can buy online, um, actually do, do um, uh, qualify for ACA compliance. The other thing that you can do is, um, for instance, if we, if, if the individual mandate came back, so if Trump, basically does not get reelected, uh, mm. then in my opinion, we'll probably see the individual mandate come back. Just my opinion. But if we do, we have what's called a MEC option, which is a minimum essential coverage, which takes care of the Part A penalty. So um, employers that have more than 50 full-time employees need to offer an ACA qualified plan still, even though there's no individual mandate. So that's how we can help a, a small employer with you know meet those needs but historically those 
what they call MEC plans, minimum essential coverage plans, haven't really been, um, uh, they've really been kind of uh, a very low cost option to get out of the penalty because the penalty for Part A is $2,500 per full-time employee. So, right. you know, it's, it, it can be significant. And so, the, you know, you could buy these plans pretty inexpensive. Um, now, when we partner pair ours with a MEC, uh, you know, it's a great plan because now not only do you get the preventative care, but now you get your basic coverage, right, where you can take your kid into the doctor for their immunizations, for their annual physical <laughs> if they're sick. And, uh, you know, you can get that for, you know, less than $100. Sorry, I was, I'm, uh, I'm experiencing some coughing here, so I muted myself. Um, so so going, back to, going back to what we were talking about a little bit before, um, like my personal plan, you know, round number, it's not exact, but I, I spend about $1,100 a month for a plan that I have. And it's, it's a good, I mean, it's a decent plan. You know, it's, it's not a minimum plan. Um, I, I have some health issues that would probably make me without, without the, uh, without the exclusions of, you know, being everybody being covered. Um, I would probably not be able to buy insurance through a, a normal, like a blue cross blue mm -hmm. shield, except at a very high rate. So how, how do you guys work with, with, so you, you work with small gig employees, small business. How do you work within that, that sort of, that, because healthcare is so complicated. There's so many stratus, stratified air levels of people that need coverage, you know, pre-existing conditions and whatnot. How do you guys work with that part of the, the medical coverage as far as pre-existing so conditions for, go? Sure. So for Hooray Health, um, we have two, two plans. We have what we call the basic, and then we have the plus. The basic, there are no pre-exs. So, you know, if you're a diabetic and you need to go in and see your physician, um, you know, a couple times a year to get a checkup, we still pay it. It doesn't really, you know, it doesn't matter. Um, but when you, um, uh, when you have the hospital indemnity buy up, um, there's just a six to 12 month, depending on which state you're in, uh, pre-ex. So anything pre-existing prior to that, uh, uh, purchase of the plan, you either have a six month or 12 month waiting period. So, right. you know, it's, um, it's uh, or look back period, excuse me. But, um, you know, for us, that doesn't really, it, it, it really doesn't matter for us on the pre-ex. Now, when you look at the medical cost share plans, uh, they do have some pre-ex requirements, but the one that we, we uh, work with, it's pretty, really, it's, it's very, um, uh, it's very, uh, I guess, uh, fair is probably the best way to put it. You know, there's no coverage for that, anything related to that pre-ex condition the first year and then you have um you know 15,000 the next year 30 the third year and then it's fully shareable the fourth year so i think you know there's there's still alternatives out there um your $1100 is that for you and your spouse or is that just for nope. you as an individual just me wow yeah so you know you you as a 60 year old individual for us with our you know with with um one of our where we would pair it with a medical cost share plan, you know, you'd probably be around four hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. And that's with a thousand thousand dollar deductible. Um, you know, it's 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 I think what you're gonna see over the next couple of years is um a lot more health insurance alternatives and I think you're gonna see a lot more providers 
not so much health systems, but providers going to alternative methods. Because, you know, when you look at what's happened is we've, the health insurers have priced themselves out of major medical. You know, it's, when you, we were with a, a small group that had uh, 50 full-time employees, and which I guess is considered a large group but now. But, um, but anyway, still a smaller group. The CEO has a family of four, and she pays $2,500 a month for an HMO plan, $6,000 deductible, 15000 family. I mm. mean, <laughs> that's insane. Mm-hmm. And how, do you, how are you supposed to... Um, how can you justify that? I, 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 you know, and more and more pre- people are not, and that's the challenge because when you look at like state of Texas last year, they went from 17% to 22% uninsured population in one year, and it's only going to be worse this year. And you, yeah. you know, when I talk to when I talk to small employers, um, a lot of them really kind of look at you with disdain when you first go in there because they're ready for the, you know, five, $600 plan that they can't afford. And so um, when we go in, we get a lot of relieved smiles because they, you know, they look at it like, oh, wait a second, what's the, what's the catch? And we're like, look, there is no catch. This is, this is how we're doing it. This is what, you know, here's our offering. And so, uh, you know, we're giving them the opportunity to actually offer health benefits because, you know, you look at, you look at small employers, they're competing with all these large employers uh, when you look at the major metro areas. And the number one number one um, competitive advantage they have is their benefits package. It may not be the income. It's really the competitive benefits package that they're able to offer. Mm-hmm. And so we're in the tight, tightest job labor market in the United States history. And so whether you're retaining and engaging current uh, employees, right? That's the number one way to do that. Right. The second, the second thing is the, um, you know, how do I re- go ahead and recruit new talent? If you don't have health benefits, you know, you're already way down the down the food chain, right? When it comes to from a competitive standpoint. So, um, you know, we just picked up a, a new employee, and you know, she is incredibly sharp and incredibly talented. And, uh, and she told us flat out, it was your health benefits that really, you know, that really turned the table for us. And so, um, so I think that small employers are really stuck right now when they're trying to grow and take advantage of this hot economy. Yeah, we have about 11 minutes left. I'm just going to do a quick reset. Um, this is Michael Vandervoort, and it's uh, September 10th, and we're, we're interviewing Shane Foss, who's the CEO of Hooray Health, um, Hooray Health. I I want to pronounce it uh, phonetically, I guess. So so Shane, um, what what the what do employers um, and I guess business owners need to know when it comes to healthcare? I mean, you've touched on some points, but are there other things they should be thinking about right now? They should be thinking about alternatives. They they you know the um, employees today are much more willing to look at alternatives. And they're so appreciative of it. I think that finding a good uh, broker, agent, partner that can look at these opportunities, explain the benefits. Don't um, you know? 
I, I think the challenge for lar or these small employers is that large employers are able to spend a lot of money on communication. Small employers are not. So you need to take the time up front to educate and really explain why you're doing, you know, what you're doing. And it's, the employees really, I think, appreciate that, A, that honesty, but the fact that, you know, you're, you're offering benefits. And so uh, I think that really looking outside the box, not thinking traditionally is, um, is the only way that they're going to really find affordable um, health benefits moving forward. Okay. Um, you mentioned earlier, you know, that like the gig economy and that kind of stuff. Are, are your plans, because uh, one of the challenges is, especially if you're doing work like that, where it's intermittent or you're a freelancer, you move from project to project, but you want to have health care. Are your plans available to individuals and are they portable? So that like, do they, do they follow the person from one gig to another or no? Yes. Um, you, they are available to individuals. Uh, through an association, and they are completely portable. And so um, even if, uh, you know, depending on the carrier, we have, um, we have four different carriers that we work with, and depending on our carrier, uh, you can also, even if you left a job, you can actually take that uh, health plan with you, and, uh, you know, we can just direct bill you on it. So um, we've got a couple different ways of working with employers or individuals. So, uh, the whole idea for us is access. Um, we really focus on three things, which is accessibility, simplicity, and affordability. Those are our our three key focus points. And mm -hmm. so um, that you know that accessibility is uh, included in that as individuals. And that's how the gig economy works, right? You go from job to job, and uh, you want that freedom. Right. And, and with the way deductibles, you know, if you change jobs kind of out of one traditional yeah. employer health care to another mid-year or something, you know, your, your deductibles don't carry over. There may be some tricks, yeah. that may, you know, but it, it's, it, it can be complicated. So anyway. Um, yeah, absolutely. What uh, do you, I guess, you know, uh, Bernie Sanders and others, you know, the, the Medicare for all and all this kind of stuff. Um, do you, do, I guess that probably, winds down into kind of a single payer system. Um, do you see that being a reality at any point or do you think that's what people want from healthcare? I guess I'm not trying to get you into political discussion, just sort of the trend sure. in the industry. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's a viable question. Uh, I don't think that healthcare for all is, um, is here yet. Uh, within 10 years, you know, it, it certainly could be. Uh, but also remember that when you look at, you go to Europe, Canada, um, it's not a single-payer system. They Employers from a competitive advantage system still have private insurance. So I think that you're always going to have that private insurance component. And then the other thing is if you look at Medicare, uh, you have Medicare Advantage. And one of the most successful parts of Medicare is that Medicare Advantage, which has been privatized. Um, so I think, you know, the next 10, 15 years, I think you'll probably see some form of, uh, you know, Medicare Advantage for all. But until, they, until they're able to really fix the pricing, right, drive the, the cost down enough, I, I don't think that our, our economy can, can take it. Um, you know, you look at what the, uh, 
what the CBO said for from a cost standpoint, uh, you know, it was trillions of dollars, right? So, and that was straight out of Bernie's mouth. And so, mm. I think that again, you know, anything that we put in the government's hands, you know, we always think that for some reason that it's going to all of a sudden be better, but you know, the challenge is, you know, they've never proven that they can run anything better than a private company. So uh, I think what's going to really determine the market, honestly, is them, you know, a free market strategy where we start looking at um, insurance, similar health insurance, similar to how we look at homeowners or auto insurance. You know, homeowners and, and auto are, is really a fixed indemnity product if you really look at it. Um, right. You know, my roof... My roof is damaged. I pay you $45,000. You have a $5,000 deductible. Here's $40,000. Go get it fixed, right? So um, I think that's going to that's gonna be the ultimate, you know, determination of where we go as a company or a country, excuse me, um, in healthcare is if we can get someplace like that, now all of a sudden a hospital knows that the, the actual patient is the customer. Today, the patient isn't the customer. I mean, you go into most hospitals or facilities, you know, it's the worst customer service on the planet, right? It's horrible. And um, the reason is you're not the customer. The customer is the insurance company that's paying for that procedure. And so um, even if you're paying $6,000 deductible, 20000 is still coming from the insurance company. And right. so, um, so I think that if we can get someplace there, and there's a lot of steps. I'm, you know, I'm oversimplifying it, but I think the, you know, to really, people are going to be much more willing to listen and try alternatives over the next five years because, you know, they, you know, 75% of Americans make less than fifty thousand dollars a year, and if you, if your average healthcare premium for a family is twenty eight thousand dollars. It's just not sustainable. Period. Right. That's so, that's so true. Um, yeah. So you got there's there's going to be a tipping point. Well, I think the other thing you know that is difficult for you know talking about it, it, looking at it from the customer or the patient, if you will, as a customer versus the health the health insurance company. Uh, one of the things that's really difficult, like even even for somebody that, you know, works in human resources or whatever and kind of understands at least a little bit more than the average employee, how benefits work and the design, you know, perhaps um, the, the way contract that, you know, like your deductibles, your co-pays, your in-network, your out-of-network, uh, your co-insurance, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't, sometimes I go for the same procedure, like I get a monthly blood draw. And it costs different amounts every month. And I don't know why. <laughs> you, know, and, you, think it, you know, they did the same thing. And it was $15 last month. And this week, this month, it's three. And then, you know, it, it's just weird. And, it, and it's because there's so many components that sort of roll together and add up, I guess, over time. You know, you've met, your, you've met a certain deductible or an out-of-pocket limit. How does, a, how does somebody that's just, a, you know, just going to work every day and trying to take care of themselves, how do they parse through all that? And, or is it something that it's just so difficult you can't really deal with it? I guess I'm yeah, looking it, for it, tips it, for people. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, it is. It's really hard. I, I think that, you know, you, um, you know, the one thing is, and I think it's a proven fact, that people spend more time 
researching where they should, you know, go get their tires replaced on their car than their own health care, right? You know, mm-hmm. to take care of their own health needs. And I think that um, there's this assumption that, you know, whether you're with one of the, you know, Blue Cross or United or whomever, that uh, that they've got your best interest at heart. And I'm not saying they don't, they're trying to do something harmful to you, but I just want to make sure that I'm clear on that. Right. What I'm saying, though, is that there's no correlation today in, in healthcare between cost and quality. And so we, you know, there's no central location for a patient to go today to really research. And so with that said, it's even more difficult for the person to, um, to really find, you know, go out and, you know, find out what they should do here, what they should do there. And so I think, um, you know, my, my suggestion would be finding yourself, you know, a good primary care physician that can really help guide your, uh, guide your care and mm-hmm. uh, somebody that you, you know, you've got where that you can talk to and figure out what's, you know, what's going on and then what the best way to, you know, what the best uh, treatment path is for you. I think that's, that's kind of the, the way to do it. We have about 30, just a little more than 30 seconds left, Shane, so I'm sorry to cut you off. But before, so th- first of all, thanks for being on. And before the show ends, uh, which is a hard stop, uh, tell folks where they can find you real quickly on, on the Internet. Yeah, sure. So uh, if you go to hoorayhealthcare.com, you can find us there. Uh, you can call uh, 866-7-HOORAY if you want to get in touch with us, uh, learn more about what we're doing. Um, and then... On LinkedIn, if you go hashtag Hooray Health, uh, and that's not Hooray like the Marine way. Actually, I guess it doesn't mean you can do the, the Marine way, Hooray Health or Hooray Health. So either way. All right. Thanks so much for being on. Uh, I'll send you the link for the show and have a great day. Thanks, Mike. Really appreciate your time. Thank you.